Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Welcome to Faith in the Zone, a show about sports and faith and how the two come together in lives being touched. Right now, discover how people in sports walk in faith with hosts Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time, all this time, you covered me. Welcome to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I am Mike McGivern alongside my co-host. He is the head pastor at Brookside Baptist Church, Pastor Ken Keltner. What's going on, Pastor? How are you? I'm doing great. Weather's nice. Everything's good. And yeah, good, don't, good, do good. not get fooled. <laughs> do, do not do not get full. Don't put the snowblower away. Don't pull the grill out. Don't take the tarp off. I already pulled the grill out. Don't, I already pulled the don't grill pull out. the tarp off the pool. I'm telling you, I've been living here my whole life, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I am not. I'm not draining that gas out of my my lawnmower or my snowblower. Oh, you already got the lawnmower. Yeah, I got the lawnmower going. <laughs> hey, I'm uh, I'm excited about today's guest. Any chance you get to talk to a head football coach from the Big Ten, it's it's a big deal. And then you get one who graduated from Maranatha Baptist Bible College, where my kids went to school. It's even better. Let's welcome Tom Allen, head coach at Indiana University. Coach, how are you today? I'm doing great, Mike. Man, we really appreciate your time, and congratulations on on uh, getting named the head coach at Indiana. Had to uh, be a great day for you and your family. I sure was. It was a dream opportunity that, uh, as we said before, you know, only God could orchestrate this path, and the journey we've been on has been amazing. But uh, we feel so blessed and so honored to be put in this position. Hey, Tom, if you can, where did you grow up, and 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 let's start with how you got to Maranatha. Well, I was uh, born and raised in Indiana, grew up in Newcastle, my hometown. My dad was a head, head football coach there. And, uh, you know, our, our church, Grace Baptist Church, we, we uh, would always go on youth, youth trips and, and uh, different uh, conferences. And uh, my brother felt called to preach, and so he was drawn to Maranatha. And so he attended there, and so and he's two years older than me, and he went there to play football and and study for the ministry. And so while he was there, I got a chance to go up there quite a bit and you know, watch games and get to know everybody there. And, and so I was both a football player and a wrestler. And so just really through our church and through my brother going to Maranatha and being around the, the, the men there and the people there that I got to meet, Coach Price was head football coach and Coach Pearson was my, ended up being my head wrestling coach. And those two men really were a huge factor in me going there. And I had other options and other things to do, but I just – you know, I, one of those youth conferences that we went to, I, I surrendered for, for full-time Christian service and that I wanted to, to be trained in a Christian environment for that. And that's why I went to Maranatha. Man, that's so awesome. Pretty, I, pretty uh, unreal how it all happened. You know, I uh, my, my daughter, um, we went and visited Pensacola, 
and uh, Pensacola Christian, and, and we got on the plane to come home, and she said, Dad, that that's a that's as strict a school as I've ever been around. And then she visited Maranatha. She thought Maranatha, compared to Pensacola, was a party school. She was like, hey, you know what? That's not a bad place. I said, come on. That's not just 45 minutes from home. And, Wow. And the ba- I can tell you this, that at that point, the basketball coach, I had him on a high school basketball coach's show that I do on the radio and when my son was a sophomore in high school. And he said to me, look, what, my, what I'm going to try to do is I'm going to put uh, kind of a blanket around the Christian schools in the state of Wisconsin and find basketball players to come to Maranatha. Well, pa- I was coaching Pastor Ken's son. All, all of them. All of all them. them. And my son. <laughs> and I, we never saw, I I never saw the coach from Maranatha come to any of our wow. games. And yeah, my, my son was making some decisions to stay around here, but Maranatha was not uh, one of the schools that he was looking at. And then they made a change uh, with coaches, and that coach came after Matthew pretty good and said, hey, I, we, we there's not a point guard on campus. And if you walk on campus, I'll give you the ball. It's a great place for you um, academically and spiritually. And, and I think basketball-wise, it'd be a really good experience for you. And and I was really happy, you know, that he went to Maranatha. It was a really good fit for him. Well, I'm bummed, wow. man. My, my guys ended up going to uh, Lancaster, Pennsylvania <laughs> at Lancaster Bible College, man. Wow. <laughs> you said, I'll let those Kelter boys head on out. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I was. It, it worked out the, the toughest part for us when, when his uh, basketball career ended. And it ended at... Uh, I think it ended at Grayson, Indiana. Oh, that's, think, a, that's, right? a, that's a that's a terrible place for it to end. Yeah, man. <laughs> and and boom, it was all over, and we're still sad. I'm still watching video. In fact, Tom, if you ever come to town, I'll show you the videotape I have on my kid. <laughs> you know, playing nothing but Maranatha basketball. Hey, Tom, let let's talk a little bit about um, your journey as a football coach, and and I've got uh, I've got your path here in front of me. But man, you you have uh, you have certainly put your time in um, on the football field to get to where you're at well it's been it truly has been an amazing journey you know started at Temple Heights Christian School in Tampa Florida and when I left Maranatha my wife and I got married that summer and uh, had actually sent out a bunch of resumes to a bunch of Christian schools in the southeast and and Temple Heights had both combination of the teaching opening in my area and, and the football and, and wrestling that I wanted to be involved in and then same with my wife. She's coaching volleyball and, and softball and, and teaching math. And so started down there and then worked my way. I always had a, a really a burden to, to get into public education. That's what I was raised in and just through fellowship Christian athletes and wanted to be involved in that and, and really serve him through the, the ministry of, of FCA and, and making an impact on those lives in that setting. And so that, that's where my dad had been involved in, in his whole career. So went from Temple Heights to, to a public school down there called Armwood, which is now a state power down there, and then, then had a chance to come back home and was at Ben Davis in Indiana for nine years, ended up being a head coach there. And that's really where I met all the guys I worked for in college because it's a national type of power from a football perspective. And so had always had that dream, and just I just really claimed Psalms 37, 4, and 5, and delight yourself in the Lord, and he'll give you the desires of your heart. And, and we just really pursued the dream of being a college football coach. And Never, mm-hmm. never really expected it for it to end up as a head coach in the Big Ten. I really wanted to be a DC in the Big Ten was my initial goal, and you know God, uh, you know, just gave us much more than we ever imagined. And so, but I just pursued that and went to Division Three from there, and and was really fortunate to be with some really strong Christian head coaches. Chris Creighton's a strong believer and is now the head coach of Eastern Michigan. I was with him at Wabash, and then 
guy was Hugh Freeze, who's now at Ole Miss, and he's a strong believer. And and he uh, that was really our link together with both those guys, and and got a chance to coach with him at Lambeth, and then went to to Drake, and then Arkansas State was back with Coach Freeze, and then we won there, and then went on to Ole Miss, and had great success there, and that gave me a chance to go to South Florida as the DC, and had a chance to turn that place around there defensively, and then got a chance to come to Indiana, you know. So it's been. Man. You know, 25 years worth of a lot of, uh, we've been in seven states in the last 10 years, my wife and I and our family, which has been not easy, but uh, God's hand's been all over it. And it's been amazing to see him work and open and close doors and, and teach us to depend on him is what this whole process has taught us. Amen to that. We are talking to Tom Allen. He is the head football coach at Indiana University. He's a graduate from Maranatha Baptist Bible College. Pastor? Yeah, uh, Tom, what I think is awesome is uh, God took you right back to Indiana. I mean, you were did. you were probably a Hoosier from, from day one, weren't you? I was, and, and that's what made it so special. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I'm from a big family, and uh, the chance to be able to, to serve in this position in my home state uh, it's just really beyond words, you know, like I said, only God could orchestrate that. I never, you can't plan and scheme these things, you know, you just got to trust mm-hmm. and be faithful and, and then wherever you are, I, I really believe, you know, wherever you are, be all there, you know, live yeah. to the yeah. fullest every situation you believe the will of God and, and the will of God. And I just have followed my life that way and lived that way and, and just try to be faithful where God's planned us. And then all of a sudden, you know, he's opened up doors that, uh, only he can. Yeah, well, uh, you you said you played uh, high school football. Your dad was the coach. What 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 position did you play? I was a linebacker and a running back in high school. Ah. So, so did you rather? Would you prefer to hit people or get hit? Uh, hit them. There you go. So that <laughs> that linebacker role was good for you then. <laughs> Absolutely, that was what I was born to do. There's no doubt about it. I hey, was, I was born to be a linebacker. <laughs> hey, t- hey, Tom, my son. I coached my son as we had talked about earlier. What was it like for you playing for your father? Was that a was that a good experience for you? It really was, you know, just because we were so close. You know, it's got its challenges for sure. You know, especially when you're young and you're trying to, you know, prove yourself. But once you establish yourself and everybody knows that you deserve to play because you're a good player, not because you're the coach's kid. You know, I think that's a, a tough thing to get through. Once that's established, then you just, uh, you know, you, you have a special time. You're together during practice, and you, you share a lot of things in common. And, and obviously, he and I are very close. You know, and at that time and, and beyond, and so it's been it's been a special bond for my dad and I to be able to share this. And he's really been he's followed me all across the country and watched this play and and every every place I can think of. You know, so yeah, it started all back then. You know, playing for him, and then it's just continued. You know, when when Matthew was uh, was in high school, and and uh, I left a program we had won a, st- a couple of state championships. And it was a, a decent-sized school, and he was going to a high school called Calvary Baptist in Menominee Falls. We had 67, 68 kids in the whole school. And I left and went over there to, to help coach, and that first year was a little bit difficult. And then I read a book called Coaching Our Sons, and it was a basketball coach here in Wisconsin that that wrote this book. And it was, it was the good, the bad, and the really ugly stories about coaches here in Wisconsin that that coached their sons and what I've learned and I read that book a couple of times through the years I coached Matthew and what I've learned the biggest lesson I learned is once we got to the kitchen table I was his father 
But until we got there, I could still be his coach. So after games, Tom, he would try to jump in the car with with my wife. And he'd be like trying to run and get to that kitchen table before I'd hold him outside and I'd go, no, I'm still your coach. What are you thinking on some of this stuff? And we we look back at all that now and laugh and and, uh, have a good time with it. So I'm glad that that was a good experience for you and your father. He must be really proud right now. Oh, I tell you, it's it's hard to even put into words, you know. And I just mm-hmm. think that, uh, um, and he's a strong man of faith too, and he's taught me that, and my, my mom as well. And so they've been such a great mentor to me, you know, in my parenting and in, and just keeping all this stuff in perspective. But yeah, he's he's so excited, feels so blessed, and just uh, the opportunity for him to be able to come and watch us. I know he's here for signing day and and the, the activities we have with that, and and uh, yeah, he's he's. Pretty stinking fired up, that's for sure. Yeah. Hey, Tom, um, we started, the, what, what, three years ago we started, right. and we had our first guest was uh, Johnny Mack, who... Uh, John McLaughlin. John McLaughlin. He played at mm-hmm. Indiana University, or he played. He grew up in Indiana, went to Ohio State, I believe, didn't he? Okay. Or, or did he play at Indiana? I think he played at Indiana. Yeah, yeah, I think. Was, I'm right. He played for the Milwaukee Bucks here, yeah. and he's now the, the color analyst. Yeah, he played okay. at Indiana, because yes. we, we were asking him about a Hoosier and uh, I, I shared with him there was a, a, a African American evangelist back right about the time Indiana University started by the name of Harry Hoosier. He told me a Hoosier is a champion. He That's said, a, a winner. Yeah, a yeah. winner. Yeah. A winner. Yeah. We said, what, "What's a Hoosier?" He, he said, goes, "A Hoosier is a winner." winner. Yeah. That's what that is. So, but this Harry Hoosier story—you can Google it. It is really phenomenal. Uh, I think wow. he traveled all over the state of Indiana, and I think there was uh, some great revivals that took place. So, I just well, find that yeah. interesting that you know. You know, because yeah. no one can really de- define what a Hoosier is, and I, I kind of tend to think it might have been Harry Hoosier and the right, impact right. he had on the on the state. So there you go. Hey, what, guy, oh, okay. I'm sorry. We need to get to a break, guys. We were talking to Tom Allen. He's a head football coach at Indiana University, graduate of Maranatha Baptist Bible College. A couple of things we're going to do in the next segment. We talked to Tom about his testimony, and I'm going to ask him: Is Indiana going to become more of a football? school or is it going to still be a basketball school that's a that's a tough tradition because indiana certainly is known as a basketball school but we'll we'll get thompson wisconsin football players some of those big boys wisconsin wisconsin we got it we got it <laughs> hey i looked at the roster time we got to recruit the state of wisconsin a little bit better that's right we don't have very many no there's a kid from janesville parker that's a big fella six he's a, he's big a fella. You're six right. three three seventy <laughs> Was this the that came in, or who was no? The guy? We uh, I just I just was looking at the roster today. Oh, I got you. And uh, yep. yeah, there's we're going to help Tom get some of these Wisconsin guys out there, and uh, I look yep. forward to that. Let's get to a break. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Back to Faith in the Zone, a journey on how people in sports walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Bunzel's Old Fashioned Meat Market. Here's host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time, all this time, you covered me. Our special guest, he is the head football coach at Indiana University, Tom Allen. Man, a boy can go home. He is uh, <laughs> born and raised in Newcastle, Indiana, and now he's the head football coach there and I just uh, it's a great story it, it it really is 
Hey, Coach, before we talk to you about your testimony, going going to Indiana, um, football-wise, they've not had a ton of success over the years. Mm-hmm. You guys made a bowl game, I know, this year. Feeling pretty good about the future of, of Indiana football? Absolutely. You know, and that's what drew me here, you know, from a football perspective, was just the progress that Coach Wilson was making in the program, you know, to be able to look at where he's taken them to since he got here, and then the investment in the program from the athletic administration and facilities and, and uh, just the, the ability to bring in coaches and to, to be able to compete for salaries because it's just a very, very tough market to be able to attract the right guys. And, and, and so the bottom line is, is that that takes a tremendous amount of commitment from the administration to do that. And so I saw all those things and, and that's allowed us to be able to, to elevate our program. And uh, this is, two years in a row we've made it to a bowl game and that hasn't happened here in a long time and so uh, we got a lot of work to do and uh, we're in the process of of making some some changes that we believe are going to allow us to to create the breakthrough that we are are seeking here on on the field and so it's an exciting time to be an indiana hoosier hey hey coach if somebody were to uh to think about you as a coach you're a defensive they would think of you on the defensive side of the ball correct that's correct and and so what as a head coach then you, you just need to to make sure that you're really comfortable with with having somebody on the other side of the ball that that runs the offense is that kind of how that that would work for you absolutely and, and my goal is to stay involved with our defense and and continue to be the defensive coordinator and and then to, I went out and hired a a man that I believe that I can totally trust and turn that side of the ball over to him and, and as I word it you know, I've hired him to be the head coach of the offense and hmm. we're trust him with that. And Mike DeBoer is coming to us from the University of Tennessee where he was the office coordinator there the last two seasons. Did a great job. He's office coordinator at Michigan when they won the national championship and the Big Ten championship there. And so really a high-level guy that I had connections with through my you know, professional experience as well as through my dad and, and just allowed me to be able to attract what I consider one of the top OCs in the country. And so really blessed to have him. He's a great man. And uh, just he's in line with the values that I have and, and the way we want to build this program. So really excited to have his leadership on that side of the ball so I can focus on the defense and running the team. You know, Coach, you said the word trust, and, and I've been a basketball coach now for 35 years. I've been both a head coach and assistant coach. I think I'm a better assistant coach, and I think that the biggest thing for an assistant coach is is to make sure that the head coach trusts him. He's not after right. as as an assistant coach. I've never gone after anybody's job. All I want to do is make sure that program that I'm with is running well. The kids are having a good time. We're winning some games, and and making sure that that trust factor from the head coach is there. So I love the fact that that that's the first word that you brought up when you said, "Look, I there's trust mm-hmm. there," and I think that's Absolutely. really really important. It's about loyalty. You know, and that, that all, you, there's no, you, you can't have a relationship without trust. Yeah. And, and mm-hmm. that to me is a foundational component to our players' relationship. And I, I'm a relational coach. And, and obviously, everything I believe is scripturally based in terms of leadership, building relationships. It all has its foundation to the core of coaching from the heart to the heart. And that doesn't mm-hmm. change with our coaching staff. And I, wanna, I want a group of, young, of men that understand that and believe that. And that's how they coach. And so that to me, like I tell our coaching staff, if we don't have great chemistry as a staff, 
we'll never have great chemistry as a team. It all starts with us. Yeah, that's a great point. And we, I can't remember, Tom, who we had on that talked about coaching from the inside out first. Um, mm-hmm. You might remember who that was, Mike, but it was uh, a, a tremendous, uh, I think, concept there. I watched some of your games last year, and even against some of the big powerhouse teams that came into your place, you guys were right there. Uh, I can't remember if it was yeah. Ohio State or Michigan or who it was that came in there, but it was uh, – <clears throat> Or if it was well, Michigan State, I can't remember who it was, played, but it was a good we game. We played Michigan State in overtime, yeah. and we played Ohio State, Michigan, Nebraska, and Penn State to the wire. Man. And, and really, especially Nebraska and Penn State, we were beating them in the fourth quarter and, and didn't finish. And then we had, had our chances against both Ohio State and Michigan late in the game. And but So we're right there. Now, that's kind of the, the premise of – the theme now that we're under, which is breakthrough. We're just trying to, we've been so close for a couple of years now, and now we're trying to find a way to, to take that next step and to, and to break through. Well, we'll be, uh, we'll be watching Tom we, and, and we'll, rooting we'll, for yeah, you yeah, we, every we really week, except be, yeah. that Wisconsin game. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, I understand. Hey, Tom, one thing that we love to do on the broadcast is uh, have our guests share how your journey of faith with Christ mm-hmm. began and your testimony. And uh, sure. and so, again, we're a secular sports talk show, and it's of, of the Lord that he's allowed us to be on now almost three years. And this is what we love about this program. And, and I tell Mike, uh, everybody has a journey, but it all comes back yeah. to the same person, Jesus Christ. And um, so we'd love for you to, to share that with us. Sure. You know, when I was uh, when I was eight years old, you know, really under the direction and guidance of my parents, my uh, my mom would always come in and, and, and challenge us at night about uh, um, have we placed our faith and trust in Jesus? And all we had to do, he was knocking on the door. I never forget. He was knocking on the door of our heart. All we got to do is just turn the key, open our hearts, and accept him as our Lord and Savior, and ask him to forgive us for our sins. And and uh, so that's where it started for me was that personal relationship with Jesus. And then then we changed churches and got to a church that was really very driven towards teaching the Bible for our entire family. We all had accepted Christ as Savior prior to that. We all got baptized together as a family. Well, that's pretty and, neat. And believers' baptism, and then, yeah. and then we just started growing from there. And Maranatha played a big role in all that. My, my brother went to school there, both my sisters went to school there, and I went there. So all four of us went to Maranatha. And, and so that was where we really, you know, we had a great home church, and we were, were raised— and to, to love the Lord and to, to fear him and to live for him. And so, but that all just was built upon and Maranatha really gave me the foundation to, to really use sports for, for outreach and for ministry. And I, I played for two coaches, rest for coach Peterson, played for coach price that used that platform to mm-hmm. bring honor and glory to Christ and, and use it as a witness and to, to be able to, we passed out tracks after games and after the rest of matches and saying victory in Jesus after every, every win at Maranatha and, and witness to guys we would wrestle and, and wrestling and and just those men made a huge impact on my life and how I use my position now as a coach as a, as a ministry opportunity to impact both the players and the coaches that God brings across, across our path and and be able to show, to show them the gospel and by living it out and by telling them about it so that they'll be able to, to stand before him one day and give account that's awesome, Tom. Uh, you mentioned your mother. I don't know, Mike, how many we've had that have Boy, talked about their moms. A uh, lot, yeah. The, uh, with uh-huh. their influence in the Word. And, and in mm-hmm. fact, we had Tony Dungy on, and he he shared that his mom, what was it, on Thursday night, would 
take them all back to the to the right. room or in the basement. Yeah. And they would have to. Uh, they, she'd say, "You're going to listen to my Sunday school lesson for Sunday." And so he said, "We had to listen to it twice." Yeah, but, he said he knew all the answers by Sunday because he heard it on Thursday. But but then the other thing he said, you know, was how God had. Uh, uh, opened the door for him and given him a platform, and uh, he yeah. wanted to use that for the Lord. And and uh, so many, Tom, that we get to talk to, that that's what God has done in their life. He has increased their platform. And uh, I think of high school coaches, uh, mm-hmm. your camps that you run. I, you know, I, I don't know of any secular colleges that are doing mission trips or anything along that line, but uh, mm-hmm. just some, some wonderful opportunities there for you, what, how God can use you and, and uh, continue to keep that that wonderful message of uh, Jesus Christ is the Savior of the world out there to people. And uh, and I know we do, uh, Mike always mentions we have coaches that, that listen to this broadcast, and um, it's been unique. It's a, a different mm-hmm. format because we don't know of any other secular sports talk radio that has any type of faith-based program like this. And I was talking to a guy at a basketball game last night, and he goes, yeah, that faith in the zone, man. You guys are evangelistic <laughs> on that thing. <laughs> Wow. I said, well, that's, that's awesome. that. That's how we want it to be. We got a message Amen. to share, and uh, so yes, you do. Yeah, it's and it's a platform, and, and certainly being the head football coach of the Big Ten, Tom, this this platform that the Lord has given you is 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 awesome. Let me. I've asked a lot of guys this question, uh, but as a coach, Tom, do you think it's it it will be easier to walk worthy in the locker room or outside of the locker room? Uh, do, you know, in, in a lot of players that I ask that, they'll they'll say, look, in the locker room, there's a lot of guys that are like-minded. A lot, there's mm-hmm. a great Christian group that, that keeps me accountable when I'm in mm-hmm. the locker room. And I'm wondering, at Indiana, are you feeling pretty comfortable with that? I do, and, but I think it's about leadership, you know, and I think that uh, you as our staff and, and the, the people that you attract here, you, you want to create a culture. Like I, I just shared with our staff this morning, so to me, Everybody talks about culture today and what that means, and everybody wants to create a certain kind of culture or change a culture. And to me, it's that that means what kind of peer pressure are you are you under in your in, environment? Are you pressured to do the right thing? Are you pressured to like you talk here? Are you pressured to to live for the Lord? Or are you pressured to do the opposite? You know, so that that to me, that's the kind of culture you're creating. I want a culture here, and we're creating it here to where that these men, I want them to want to seek Jesus in the mm-hmm. locker room. You know, we create Bible study opportunities for our guys, and we FCA is a big part of our program. Athletes in Action, we we involve them as well, and just trying to give our guys opportunities to seek Him and to be discipled and to grow. So if they don't know Him, we want to expose them to Jesus and and allow Him to be able to be accepted in their life. And if they do, we want to help them grow. And so to mm-hmm. me, it's the leadership of the coaching staff that drives a lot of that, that creates that environment where they feel comfortable and they feel like they can have a ability to take a stand for him and not be, you know, made fun of or not be, you know, set aside. I just think that that's a part of the leadership of the of the staff and of the whole program to, to kind of drive that. Mike, you know, as Tom was coaching, I, I just, or coaching, as he was speaking here, uh, one thing that, that hit me was it sounded almost like Bobby Bowden talking to us. Yes. I mean, Bobby Bowden, hit me too. Yep. you know, said, hey, look, I wanted these boys to get to church. Most of them hadn't come to church. And, and we have a couple of guys uh, that work here for the station that played for uh, Coach Bowden. Yeah, Le- wow. Leroy Butler and and well, that's the one. But Gary Ellerson, ex yeah. Green Bay Packer, and and Leroy Butler um, are here every day. Yeah, and Leroy wow. played for for Bob for Coach Bowden, and he said, "Look, mm-hmm. he was a guy who walked worthy. He he yeah. walked the walk, and he and he yeah. tried to get all his players to understand." 
who Jesus Christ was, and he said he wasn't right. preaching, but he was opening doors for these yeah. guys to, to to understand this. Yeah, and as you were just uh, you know, just sharing your heart there, as far as with your coaching staff and your your you know the pressure or the uh, culture that you're wanting to create there. Uh, I, I just I just had a flashback. I said, man, I love it that, that God is directing guys like Tom and Bobby Bowden and Tony Dungy mm-hmm. and these guys all over you yeah. know, to, to, to get into a place and increase their platform and impact, it, connect and impact. You know what my favorite right. part of that last segment? Huh? Knocking on the door of your heart. Just let yeah. them in. Yeah. Man, that's, man, thank you. what great words from your mom, Tom. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Guys, let's get to a quick break. Other side of the break, we'll continue our conversation. Tom Allen, he's a graduate from Maranatha Baptist Bible College. He's the head football coach at Indiana University. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone, an inside look at people in sports and their walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by All-American Window and Door. Here's host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time, all this time, you covered me. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGiver alongside the head pastor at Brookside Baptist Church, Pastor Ken Keltner, our special guest. He is a graduate from Maranatha Baptist Bible College, spent spent a number of years in Watertown, downtown, beautiful Watertown. Also the head football coach at Indiana University. He is Tom Allen. I, you don't miss the uh, all that action that goes on at and Watertown, do you, Tom? That's that's a happening well, city. I tell you, one thing I don't miss was the, the freezing cold weather. Oh, that's right. Sure. It seems like Watertown just kind of gets it a little bit more. Man, our, uh, our, uh, it was a, it was a little town, but it was it was a nice town for sure. But, yeah, uh, I was too busy studying and playing sports. Yeah, our our executive <laughs> pastor graduated from Maranatha, and he we he's from Colorado, and he okay. said, "Man, he could." And he's a big Denver Bronco fan. He couldn't wait to leave Watertown. He <laughs> he said he told the Lord, "Lord, I'm never coming back to Wisconsin. Thank you for uh, helping me get through this." And I told him, "I said you never should have said that because now he's right back here with right us. Back. <laughs> yeah, right, right back, right back." Well, we All spent. Right. I'll tell you, we spent a lot of time, obviously, in Watertown with our kids going to school there, and and I I thank that school a lot. Tom, I, I just do. They, um, my son-in-law played football there, and I'll tell you a quick story. My daughter was there for freshman orientation. Um, Katie, Katie's got my personality. She's not real nice sometimes, and um, she was there for freshman orientation. The football boys walked in with their football jerseys on, and. One boy said to the next, have you found a wife yet? Which is a really odd question to me. Oh, geez. And the one boy goes, yeah, she's right uh, there. And he goes, what's your name? Yeah, I don't know. I'll go ask her. So boy walks over and says, my name's John. What's your name? She says, none of your business. And could you tell your friends to be quiet because I can't hear. And he walked away with his tail between his legs. And and about three months later, they're at some dinner party thing and they got to start talking. And I've got three beautiful grandsons that live across the street from me from that boy that went over and asked that girl what her name was. So yeah, that's that's not bad. You gonna go back you're gonna go back to the your big question for for coach here with uh, 
Indiana football and Indiana basketball. I, I was going there. Oh, you're yeah, going there. I didn't right. want to put him on the spot quite yet, but I can. <laughs> I can. So, you know, Indiana University is known as a basketball school, and it's hard. You know, when you when you've had the kind of success the basketball program has had, is it hard to be a school that can have really successful football and basketball? You know, I believe you can have both, and that's why. And I get this question a lot. You know, even in our bowl game, they were, you know. You know, ribbing us about being a basketball school. I said, you know, we're very proud of our basketball tradition. I was raised a IU basketball fan. You know, Steve Alfred's from my hometown. Oh, there he you go. He obviously came here, and his dad was head basketball, head basketball coach in Newcastle, and my dad was head football. And so I've known Steve since I was a boy and, and just so proud of him and what he accomplished here, and he wins the national championship here in 1987. So we're very, very big basketball fans here. And so, but what I believe, I want to, I want to build a, a football program that matches what they've done. And so there's nothing to diminish the basketball and, and apologize for being a basketball school. Our challenge is let's elevate our program football to what they've done. You know, I think Wisconsin has done a pretty good job of that. They've had yeah. a lot of success in both sports. You're exactly right. Yeah, and, and Paul Christ is a, is a perfect fit. Tom, are, are you, uh, do, you, do you know Paul? I'm sure you do. I do. We played against, matter of fact, when he was at Pittsburgh, I was at Ole Miss, and we played against him in a bowl game. That's when I first met him. Well, he is, you know, grew up in Madison, and, and I think he, he, he is a coach that's not looking at what his next opportunity is. And and he works really hard. He's not a great interview on the radio. He's just kind of a good old guy that says, you know, hey, we're going to do our best. But they love him up here. That's great. Yeah, it's it, it's awesome. Hey, coach, what um, signing day for you? How did that go? Was it was it everything you had hoped it would be? It was a great day. We signed twenty three young men. You know, it was my, my first class, and obviously it wasn't a full year recruiting them as, as head coach, but was obviously very involved since I was here as the defense coordinator, and so. Excited to attract a lot of quality young men from really good families and, and just kind of kids from all across the country and uh, really tried to find guys that fit with us, what we're trying to build here and the way we want to build it. So very excited about our class and can't wait to get them here and get them going. Hey, what Tom, what is the state of uh, high school football in Indiana? Is it pretty strong? or? Yeah, it's actually, you know, obviously I was a high school coach here for 10 years, and so I think in the last 10 years it's even gotten – better you know they produce mm -hmm. more division one guys and indianapolis area for sure that's where i was head coach at ben davis there and, and there's it's the largest high school in the state it was at the time and had over 4,500 students and so it's just um there's several schools in that pocket that have put out a lot of big 10 players and, and guys have gone on nationally and so you know it's not a big state there's only 320 high schools in the whole state so you have to make sure you do a great job of of getting the key guys, the ones that can that can help you in this conference to win to win the championship, and so, uh, but yeah, good football here, a lot of great coaches, and we're excited to have it as our foundational state. Well, I guess too, as a high school football coach, you have a lot of connections, not just in Indiana, but down in Florida, and and kind of really uh, all over all over the U.S. It really helps because anytime you're a former high school guy, there's just a connection between myself and and the yeah. high school coaches, and knowing I've been there and, and spent 15 years of my coaching career at that level, you know, so it definitely gives me an advantage for sure. Hey, uh, Tom, our when 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 Paul Chris was was named the head coach here, I, I can tell you that I, I'm pretty involved with the Wisconsin Football Coaches Association. In fact, I'm next month they've uh, I'm going to be inducted in the Hall of Fame. 
there for the Dave McLean Service Achievement Award. And I get a chance to, to, to go up and, and talk a little bit at their at their clinic, and it sounds like. And then the, uh, um, the awards banquet is that Saturday night. But I can tell you that these guys were so happy that when Paul Chris was was named because he's he's one mm-hmm. of them, That's and right. you, yeah. you, it, it just made such a difference in their lives to say, hey, look, we 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 have a, a phone line that we can call Paul on, mm-hmm. and rather right. than some guys that we've had in the past that you know you had to go through three different people to get him a message, and I think that that makes such a difference that when he has somebody reach out to these coaches about some of their players, man, they're picking up the phone. And and they want these kids now to stay home in the state of Wisconsin if this if if uh, Paul Chris is looking at them and I'm sure that that's going to be the same for you in Indiana. It really is, and I and I think that's kind of a great way to describe it. You know, these guys feel comfortable. They know they're always welcome here. Like I said, they can pick up the phone and, and get in touch with me. You know, most of them have my cell number already, and and I uh, know them well already. And before I even got named the head coach here, so it just it just creates a whole different environment of just once again goes back to trusting one another and and then i know when they got a guy that's legit they're going to tell me the truth about him and then they know when they send him here and, and he's going to play for us he's going to be treated in the way that they want him to be treated and they, they trust me to be able to take care of him and develop him and help him to be to be all that uh, god's called him to be so it's just a, a neat opportunity to have that relationship with those guys and it's very important for, for this level to have that kind of trust with the high school coaches. Yeah, Coach, uh, I'm sure, uh, is your dad able to, to to come over? I mean, you talk, I'm sure you still taught yes. some football with your dad. Yeah, you guys break oh, yeah. it down film? <laughs> uh, you know, he uh, he he's obviously still has his opinions about what we should be doing. <laughs> he's a ball coach through and through. That'll never change. Yeah, that's hey, great. Hey, do, you said you have brothers, sisters, big family? I do. I've got an older brother and older sister. And then I have a, a younger sister as well. Absolutely. All all living in the state of Indiana at this point. Uh, two of the three. My my brother lives in Detroit, and my uh, two sisters. One lives in Richmond. One lives in Lafayette. So, hmm. so we got two of the three are close by. Man, home games, home oh, football yeah. games. Yeah. There's going to be a bunch of Allens there in the in the in the crowd. I'm sure. Absolutely. Well, my dad's the oldest of ten. And my mom's the second youngest of eight, so I have thirty-two aunts and uncles. <laughs> so you can start doing the math. Oh all yeah, they, 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 yeah. can you can I you get a me a seat? That's what they're saying. Hey, I'm hoping That's during right. those negotiations for that big contract, you said, "Look, I need fifty season tickets, <laughs> and when it gets cold, I need one of those booths up there." There you go. Hey, yeah, that's part of it. Yeah. Hey, Mike, I wanted to say congratulations to you about the, the oh, award that you got. And, thanks. And uh, in the same breath, Tom, Mike is a motivational speaker. No, the he's guy, not. Oh, that guy would be phenomenal. <laughs> hey, if you need him down you, there. Tom, you want to hear the, the funniest thing? I got an email a couple days ago from the guy from the Wisconsin Football Coach Association. He said, can you come up a day early and we want you to have we want to have you speak about the Wisconsin Football Coaches Association radio show that you do. And you would follow Paul Chris and be in front of Jerry Kramer. Oh, wow. I said, no, I'm not doing that. No I said, pressure. no, there's no pressure at all. Guys, we wow. got to get to a quick break. We got one short segment left. Our special guest, and, and you know what? He's a good one. If you're a parent out there, you got a student athlete who is a Division One football player. I, I would, I would. Take a look at Tom Allen. I would take a look at uh, Indiana University, and and if this is a young man that that can play at that level, um, I would somehow reach out to Tom. He, he sounds like the kind of coach that's going to take good care of his kids, 
and uh, and guide them in the right direction. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. More now of Faith in the Zone, discovering people of sports and their walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Young Express. Back with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time, all this time, you covered me. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern alongside Pastor Ken Keltner from Brookside Baptist Church, our special guest. He is Tom Allen, head football coach at Indiana University, graduate from Maranatha Baptist Bible College, and and he is just, uh, it's been a great guest, oh, Pastor. Oh, it's been great. Yeah. My goodness. I love his testimony and passion to, to reach people, Mike. Hey, hey Tom, you had talked about um, being having your players involved with Fellowship of Christian Athletes, Athletes in Action. Uh, I don't know as a head coach, can you just, can, you can't direct kids to do that, but you can open the door for FCA and, and Athletes in Action to come in and be able to speak to your players. Is that kind of the the approach you take? That's correct. Yeah, I can't direct them, you know, in, 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 a, in a team meeting setting like that, but uh, we make it very accessible to them, and we have a team chaplain that uh, does a great job connecting with our players and, and building those relationships and and uh, but obviously we we're very very supportive. And uh, when I get kids one on one, though, you know that's that's really my time to to really challenge them spiritually. And you know when I got here, I met with every single player on defense a year ago. And and through the course of the conversation, asked them this one key question because I know where it's going to lead. I say, what are the three most important things in your life? And invariably, they will say something about God or their faith. And when they say that, I say, okay, so when they're done, I'll say, okay, since you just told me that, that God or your faith is the most important thing in your life, or one of the most important things, how would you describe a relationship with him? And then I'll know where they stand spiritually. Mm-hmm. And then it guides it from there. And then I'll say, okay, if I gave you a devotional, actually, if I have the Tony Dungy devotional that I use, um, and I say, if I gave you a devotional, would you want me to do that, and would you read it? And I've never had a kid tell me no. So mm-hmm. I bought like 60 of them when I got here. And it's the Uncommon Life Daily Challenge book from Tony Dungy. You bet. And so we use that to take prayer requests and challenge them throughout the whole offseason through text message. And that's kind of how I start building relationships with these guys. And mm-hmm. so it's just been – and I've done that over and over again, years and years and years of doing that. And that just really kind of allows me to get into them spiritually and, and really get that relationship going. Well, you know, one thing, Mike, that Bobby Bowden mentioned about that was mothers and grandmothers – are yep. pretty pumped when they have a coach that's going to be concerned about their son or grandson spiritually, and that right. is that that is very powerful. What was funny too is he said, "Look, it didn't matter what condition what what condition the house was in as far as spiritual life. Even if the if if the if the mom and the dad were not doing the right thing, once you talked about that part of it." They were all for it. Yeah. He said the mm-hmm. only time, and he would ask their their uh, permission to take their son to church, and mm-hmm. he said the only, only twice in his all of his coaching life did he, was the answer no, and that was from two Christian families that said wow. no, we don't want you. No, he's fine in that area. He said mm-hmm. other than that, mm-hmm. he always asked, "Is it okay if I take him to church?" And and wow. and every time but twice did they say mm-hmm. yes. Yeah. Hey, coach, do you have uh, several guys on the team that are believers? We do, Amen. Yes. and that's Amen. Uh, which is awesome. And, and obviously, we're 
you know, just going to do a great job of, of giving the others the opportunity to, to make that decision because it's a, mm-hmm. a choice they have to make for sure. But uh, at the same time, we, as I tell them, you, you can't separate who you are from your faith. And, and it, it exudes in everything you do, how you talk, how I lead is all woven by Scripture and the principles of God's Word. So that's who I am. That's what I do. And that's how it's going to be. Yeah, hey, yeah. Coach, was was your staff uh, in place, or have you you've made some adjustments? I know with with your staff, but were there some guys that are holdovers? There are. I kept the whole defense here intact, and then uh, we made some changes on offense. But yeah, the, the core of our guys are still with us. We have a great group. Who, who do you start out with next year? I mean, who, who do you go up against in your first we game? We open the season against Ohio State at home. <laughs> what were you thinking? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, man. So you know, well, that's your your conference. How about non conference? That's our that's our opener for the season. So we August 31st on Thursday night we open on. That's going to be on TV. It has to be. Yeah, it's on. The, it'd be the opening night of college football. We, it'd be a nationally televised game. It's the biggest home opener in the history of Indiana football. So we're pretty fired up. We got oh, we got my. we got three minutes left in this show. We should all just close our eyes, bar our head, and have Pastor Ken pray for you boys. <laughs> no, that's awesome. That is yes, that sir. that really is. Um that'll be fun. Do you guys play Wisconsin this year? We do at home. They come here. Well, maybe it's a road trip. Well, hey, uh, I, I, I have to put the red on and get out, get over yeah, there. Yeah, hey, I'll tell you, there coach, you if you get back up here, well, you know, Mike and I'll take you to lunch sometime, and uh, okay. yeah, and, and if you need him for any motivational stuff, oh. he can fire up guys. I'm telling you, he, hey, he, no, hey, my boys still talk about look, Mike, Coach McGivern as their coach, firing him up. You need me to come and teach those defensive backs how to bump and run. I'm your guy. <laughs> I, am, I am your guy. Oh, that's great. Hey, Tom, we can't thank you enough for your time. I, I We really oh, appreciate it. We wish you and, and uh, everybody on your staff and your, your players and your family, um, you know, good luck this year. It, it uh, We'll keep an eye on Indiana football, and and I uh, hope that, that you win just about all of your games. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much. You better God get, bless and go Hoosiers. Go Hoosiers. Yeah, oh, yeah, I like yeah, it. Thanks for listening. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM. The fan. You've been listening to Faith in the Zone with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner. You can hear Faith in the Zone every Sunday at 8 a.m. To find past shows, exclusive podcasts, or to contribute with an inside tip for a guest, simply go to faithinthezone.com. Faith in the Zone is an inside look at people of sports and their walk in faith. Join us again next Sunday for Faith in the Zone, right here on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Was it really amazing grace? Now I know for certain, Lord, it was you that rescued me. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion.